0: Hi, everyone. I'm here with Rob Tyler here again. We were going to chat a little bit about what's going on in the market at the moment. And one of the things we were chatting about just beforehand was that since the pandemic and the last couple of years, people's like levels of stress and anxiety has been increasing. And we were just chatting a bit about maybe some of the tools and techniques to help with that.
1: Yeah. So I think the root of that really is, is dealing with unexpected situations. Mm. Because I, I suspect a lot of the stress and anxiety is because situations have emerged that were somewhat unforeseen and are, are now causing literally some unexpected uh, grief, if you like, in, in the day-to-day workplace and both in the workplace, but also in the, on the domestic scene, I would imagine. Mm. So what I would say is that as a baseline for that, there's no sort of cure-all. Situations are very individual. And I think you have to regard it as being a very personal situation it's you and what makes you as a human being dealing with the situation you find yourself in Mm. so there's no average experience and there's no in a pure sense there's no right way of dealing with it and i think it's not about getting to the right answer it's really about getting to a solution that works for you Mm. and finding your own way forward and I think coupled with that really is taking opinions from other people. Uh, What are the merits of that? What I would suggest is that it's a good thing to try and get other people's ideas, but ultimately any opinion that you might get will be based on their experiences and their interpretation of the situation you're in. Mm. It's something to think about really is ultimately, I think it is for the individual to weigh up their own situation take in as much information as you can, but, but ultimately really make your own decision um, and, and figure out what works for you.
0: How much do you think the world is changing? It feels like we're we're going through this huge period of change. Some of the mm. norms we had, particularly before the pandemic, and I don't want to keep talking about the pandemic all the time, but it just feels like, it feels at least anyway, that things have gone into a bit of a different routine sort of post then. And there's there's quite a lot of change management that needs to happen. People were were in the office and they're working at home, they're in hybrid, Did they go back? Changes in interest rate, we've got mortgage, mortgages potentially going up. It feels like it's yeah. going up for folks. Do you think we're going through that big change in society?
1: I don't, not necessarily, no. I think it's a case of, I, the thing you're highlighting is dealing with the unexpected. Hmm. But I think the management of the unexpected really starts a long way ahead ahead of when the situation really comes into play. Hmm. So it's all about the preparation and preparing yourself for the unexpected. Hmm. So I suppose the question is, how unexpected is the unexpected or how unexpected should it be? <laughs> yeah, It's a mindset shift, really. And I think a good place to start is to assume that encountering the unexpected is somewhat of a norm. Mm. And the job is to prepare yourself and have the right mindset for dealing with challenges as and when they come along.
0: And how do you best suggest preparing for that unexpected? Because it does feel like for the last sort of thirty years or so, things were done in hmm. a certain way, and it feels like we could be a bit of an inflection point. And I suppose it's is the unexpected is the more unexpected than there was, and I, and how do we get ready for that? Almost psychologically, prepare ourselves yeah. for the fact that things might change, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good point. So I think you have to visit your own mindsets to some extent. And you mentioned at the the outset potentially the stress that unexpected situations can cause individually. We have a choice. We can either seek certainty or we can have a mindset of resilience. If you have a mindset of seeking certainty, then if anything becomes uncertain, that's likely to create a certain amount of anxiety Mm. potentially some stress for you, Mm. it tends to attract that. Whereas conversely, if you have a mindset of resilience, which in, in in general terms might be whatever the situation is that comes up, I have the confidence that I can deal with that situation, mm. then I would suggest that is a calmer place to be, and one that is, is probably going to be less stressful. Because one has fear associated with it, and the other one has optimism. Mm. I think it's really important just to, to have the right mindset and, and go back and say to yourself, to what extent am I seeking certainty, which might be an unreasonable expectation. Mm. Versus I accept the fact there's going to be change. I accept the fact there's going to be uncertain situations coming into play. And I feel that I'm going to be resilient enough to be able to deal with those as and when they come up. Mm. So I think that is, that's a good baseline, I think for any individual to to set because that really, I think, creates the environment for the experience you're likely to have, the unexpected issue.
0: Yeah. And I suppose I know we, when we chatted before in previous videos around this sort of fear of change, and that can be quite a big driver, can't it, in yeah. careers, And but also around sort of resistance to change to a certain extent as well. Another example that's just come up recently is AI. There's a lot of sort of fear around that. Some of it might be, it might depend on your view, it might be legitimate or not be legitimate, but how much of it, how do we determine between where we should be fearful versus where we should be? Looking at it as an opportunity, sort to grow, and then maybe there might be even opportunities in it. For us, then. we get stuck between the between those sort of two emotions to a certain extent.
1: Yeah, change has always been with us, hasn't it? Let's be honest. It's not a change is not a new thing. Things coming unexpectedly is not a new thing. I think what can happen though is that things that are going on in the present can get a an unwarranted amount of attention from us mm. because we lose sight of the bigger picture. Mm. it's a little bit like if you're if you're driving up a motorway you can see a little bit behind you and you can see a little bit in front of you Mm. but you're not really seeing the full journey that you're on and sometimes it helps just to rise above the present situation so you get a wider perspective of where you've Mm. come from what went on then and where you're heading for and what what is like to happen in the future Mm. because then I think you just see what your current experience is You, you see it in perspective as part of a bigger journey that you're on. Mm. So I think there is this element of perhaps too much waiting is being given to what you're experiencing today, which can make it fearful. But if you look at it in the context of what you've experienced over a much wider period of time, uh, in the past and possibly even in the future, I think you can get the perspective back and hopefully reduce down some of the fears that you might have.
0: There is that psychological principle where I think as humans, we very much more value the loss of something than the potential gain yeah. of something, right? Uh, right? And I suppose so the fear comes from, it's greater around losing something than the almost like the optimism around gaining something. I and mean, that's quite yeah. hard for us hu- as human beings, it feels like.
1: You're right, yeah. There is a tendency, human tendency, to, to place more value on what you have now than what mm. you possibly can get in the future. Mm. The danger is that you place more value on what's going on for you now in terms of the experience then looking at it from a bigger perspective and seeing it in context to all the things that you've experienced in the past and also into the future and i suppose what what i'm getting to is that if you stand back and look at the bigger scheme of things in all likelihood your current experience won't seem so bad Mm -hmm. because you'll see it in the context of everything else that's gone on and A way of doing that is to maybe think about what's happened to you over the last, say, 10, 20 years Mm. and ask yourself the question, how much of that did I really expect to happen? Yeah. How did I deal with it and how bad did it really turn out? Yeah. And I think then you'll see that the unexpected and things that are going on in the now are part and parcel of the normal flow of experiences that you're going to have. It does help to... Not just reflect on things as being part of a a longer journey, but also look back on what you did when you faced similar challenges before. Mm. And what resource can you draw from that that will help you then face the challenges of the future? Because Mm. I would suggest that you've had challenges many times and you overcome them. And it's worth remembering that and going back and drawing on that uh, as a way of building confidence, but also again, this sense of resilience rather than the seeking of certainty going forward
0: how much do you think social media but also the speed of which we're operating it feels like it's increasing every day so people yeah want quicker responses to, to to messages people want we all want to quicker responses to if we buy something or we have a service or like that but that almost like that speed or acceleration does that actually increase our anxiety? Because you mentioned there around time. So sometimes you just need hmm. time for these things to pass. And after the time passed, you feel a lot better about things. But is society stopping us because we're getting so wrapped up in having to do things immediately? And so it almost like magnifies the anxiety to a certain extent because our time frames are so much shorter or our perception of time is so much shorter.
1: Yeah. I always think that the individual has the choice. And as I said right at the start, it's you and the environment in which you operate in Mm. which creates your experience. Mm. And you can't control what goes on in the outside world and how Mm. many emails people fire at you. Mm. But you can decide how you react to those. Mm. So I think it always comes back to the individual to decide for yourself what experiences you want to go through and how much of that you're prepared to let in. Mm. Social media it's not compulsory. You Mm. can move away from it if you wish to. So... I think there's, I think it's really important just to to allow yourself time for some reflective practice and stand back and think, this is the experience I'm going through. How much of it do I really want to let into my life? And where can I make positive change? And be in control of it. I think that's really important to take control of it and not let the situation control you yeah
0: and in terms of that like self reflection what do you typically recommend to for people to do that is it go on a retreat is it spend some time in the evenings doing that is it using time in the car or when you're on a journey or something like that what's what do you think is the best way to do that because that can be tough for people just with this the speed Mm. that life is sometimes what's what do you think what do you see what the works best
1: I think there are lots of different ways that people approach, um, self-reflection and reflective practice. So I, I mm. wouldn't say that there's a, the ideal um, mm. approach, but I think what's important is, is to, is to know what you're getting out of it. Mm. So really behind self-reflection is the ability to learn and then develop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So through reflection, you reflect on the experiences you've had. You learn from those experiences. It gives you a chance to think about the experience you've gone through. But really what's important is that you look at what's happened and then decide to make the change. Because mm. learning is one thing, but development only comes if you figure out what it is that you no longer want to experience and you make an yeah. adjustment going forward. Yeah. And I think that's the, that's the real benefit behind uh, self-reflection.
0: Yeah, uh, and do you use journaling and those sorts of things? Is that something you definitely, re- you, you definitely recommend? Because that's a good way of. Yeah. I mean, I I like data in one way, and I suppose it's gathering the data or like the evidence, and you can see what the outcome is, and then you, you've got the hard data to say, look, I need to make a difference, or I need to change something, and you can go back and reference it. Whereas the brain seems quite malleable, and you can forget things. So yeah. yeah you can anyway.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which well, j- journaling journaling is useful because a it captures your thoughts. Mm. But it also gives you a record of the fact that you had some thoughts and you've acted upon them and you've made Mm. some positive changes. Mm. And this is why I think the use of reflective practice is key, really, because in order to improve a situation you're in, and this includes facing the unexpected, you've got to actually stand back occasionally, think about the way you felt about a situation, Mm. and then decide that you want to do something different going forward. Mm. Uh, And in doing that, you then start to develop as an individual. If you reflect on something and do nothing as a result of it, then it just becomes pure reflection. Mm. So you have this reflection which enables you to learn. And then from that learning, you can make choices about what you do going forward. But you touched on a really important point a few minutes ago, which I think is also key to dealing with the unexpected, that it gives you an opportunity for growth. Mm. It may not be something that you necessarily thought was going to happen, Mm. but these opportunities are opportunities for lasting change. And the unexpected doesn't always necessarily have to be a bad thing. Mm. Things can turn out to be unexpectedly good as well. Mm. If you view unexpected events as being something which is bad, then what I suggest is then maybe think about them as opportunities for learning and personal development as well how can you test yourself if you're sitting in a comfort zone? Occasionally you'll need to do something which is against uh, a challenge that uh, was unforeseen.
0: I mean I have to say I do spend some time on social media and um, I do find it very, I think your comments really around around fear and fear of change really seem to come across. I mean it can be quite negative and it feels like it's got more negative recently Mm. in, in, in some areas. I do wonder if it's almost like the world is changing, people are almost like clinging on to the way things used to be and that fear of change is quite pervasive and fear is a very powerful emotion isn't it it's, it is yeah it's, it's so that negative fear seems like it's coming across with all the changes coming around and i just wonder if that's generating a lot of almost like feeding on itself to certain extent
1: it um, does yeah yeah the fear comes because of course yeah, you're fearing an unfavorable outcome of some yeah. description yeah. so your focus goes to wanting certainty again we keep going back to that whereas if your thinking is about personal resilience, you're going to be less concerned about unfavourable outcomes because your mind immediately turns to the fact that whatever the outcome is, I've, I have the confidence that I can deal with that. Mm. So I think mindset is really, really important part of it. Where are you dealing with change, dealing with uncertainty? Is it something that you don't like, you don't want change, you want more certainty, or are you prepared to deal with that, allow it into your life, But with the backdrop and the mindset of being resilient and confident to the extent that you'll be able to deal with it, whatever Mm -hmm. comes along. And more importantly, see it as an opportunity for personal growth.
0: Yeah. Just on a wider society basis, how do you think we can get some of these principles out there to try and change it? Because it does feel like the fear piece is growing. I know that you do coaching and there'll be a group of people who are having that resilient mindset. And it's probably very powerful and a big opportunity for them. But I suppose it's like, how do we reverse the trend of everywhere else is it is that advocacy around around having a much more sort of resilient mindset or being more positive or do you think there's something more fundamental that's going on is there some things we can do mm. so say for example amongst our employee population
1: yeah I think it's communicating the options really isn't it and it's getting a different way of thinking about a situation and the only way that really you can deal with that is, is to to some extent evangelize the opportunity for a different approach is a psychological shift Yeah. So I don't think there's any simple answer that's going to cure five million people's particular mindsets other than to, you know, um,
0: turn off TikTok,
1: maybe, but to help learn from each other's experiences to some extent as well.
0: How do you feel about, so a lot of these sort of the new tools that we've got, say, for example, AI is one, but also social media being another. They can be forces for good, but they can also be like forces for fear, as you say. That that kind of balance between the two can be hard to manage because... And I, I just mentioned, I flippantly mentioned TikTok. I've learned stuff from TikTok. I have been on it and I've learned stuff, particularly how to, around that, how to use my dishwasher as an example. As, just as <laughs> things, things that come up. It does have nuggets of information in there, but there's also a huge amount of stuff that is not relevant for me. And I could be, if I get sucked in by the algorithm, maybe could be quite fearful as well. How do we best balance that? How do we take a step back and take that bigger picture and remain in the moment to remember to take the bigger picture what's your kind of view on that are the things that we can do to help ourselves to a certain extent
1: i think again it comes down to personal choice you've got to you've got to decide what's right for you it's like anything that you get drawn to that may not be particularly helpful you Yeah, know, it becomes a personal choice yeah if you're getting an active experience from using a particular tool mm-hmm. or whatever you choose to do then I think, again, go back and and reflect on the situation Mm -hmm. you're in. Take some time out, use reflective practice, learn from what you've experienced, and then make a different decision going forward. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think these things are always very much individual based. It's Mm -hmm. you and the situation, because your experience may be completely different to somebody else's. Mm -hmm. It is important, I think, to slow down a little bit occasionally and just think back on your situation and Decide for yourself what works best.
0: Hmm. I mean, for me, a lot of it comes back to time and how do you create time? Because it does feel like if you just go back to Victorian times, I mean, what the daily routine would be. And you just there was so much more time built into the day because things weren't quite so easy. Whereas now we can do all of the things we would have taken us the day to do before 10 o'clock to a certain extent. And that allows us to do even more things. But it puts the pressure on us, doesn't it? It's like we've got to take take things maybe a little bit slower and a bit more of a human pace that allows us to be more reflective, or at least create user tools to allow us to create the time. Maybe this is just me getting old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably.
1: But it always comes down to personal choice, doesn't it? And, and I, you can choose to run at a fast pace, but equally you can choose not to. Hmm. So, again, I think it comes down to, are you in control of the situation, or do you want to be controlled by it?
0: Hmm. Yeah. I suppose suppose it's just it's interesting how that then intersects with the wider business environment, which seems to be trying to do more with less. Certainly, that's what I hear when I talk with people, which is the speed piece. And I suppose it takes quite a lot of self-control as well to decide when you take a step back, because there could be consequences for that. That's people's fear, isn't it? Which is the balance that you're going to balance up, I'd imagine, from the self-reflection element.
1: Yeah. Again, it comes down to resilience, doesn't it? Because if you have a mindset of resilience, again, you know, you're going to be less fearful of a a negative outcome because Mm. you'll trust that whatever comes your way, yeah, you will find a way forward and you'll find your way of dealing with it. Mm. You, as the person you are, with the environment that you find yourself in.
0: Mm.
1: So this is why I think it's really important to, to build that really resilient mindset and move away as best you can from seeking certainty. Because... In all my experience, the more certainty you try and seek, you're choosing to live in an anxious place. Mm. Whereas the more resilience you can build, you're choosing to live in a much more confident and optimistic space.
0: Mm. Yeah. was a documentary on Bill Gates and how he used to take a week off doing reading week. I know I used to take a, lot, a load of books and have a week. So, almost like, not meditating because I think he used to do a lot of thinking and I'm sure he used to have telephone calls What he used to do it maybe someone can correct me but he used to take out all the different books he'd go away and be reading for you but it feels like that sort of taking almost like a bit of a retreat for yourself to do things can actually add quite a lot of energy and resilience coming back and I think it's something that's never been top of mind for me and I imagine for most folks which is taking time for yourself to reflect on things and just how important it is
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think as taking time for yourself and taking time away has a point to it really, Mm. apart from just going off and enjoying ourselves. I think it does present an opportunity to be able to take stock of the situation you're in. Mm. Again, reflect on it. What learnings have you achieved? And what will you do differently going forward?
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: Because we can all make improvements, whatever situation we're in, we're going to, we can all make improvements to what we, what we choose to do in life. Taking time out is important. So if you're running at 100 miles an hour constantly, then by definition, you're not giving yourself that opportunity.
0: I know that coming back from coming back from the holidays was is always difficult though as well when you you've had a bit of time for reflection. I suppose even in hmm. your holiday you have got to build time in for self reflection, haven't you? Otherwise, if you're just yeah. busy doing stuff, then you don't get a lot of that. But even when you've been relaxing, coming back and then getting back up to speed is it's quite interesting. At least watching the change in yourself in terms of being very quiet or in a holiday mode to then having to run at 110 miles an hour because Mm. that's what the people around you are doing and watching that change and how we adapt that I I thought was quite interesting this year at least anyway Mm. um, at least coming back so for me what comes across at least in terms of this time around was just making sure we're taking the time yeah
1: there's a few things that we touched on I think it's worth revisiting your mindset regarding unexpected events Mm. because if unexpected events are creating anxiety It's worth thinking about a strategy for preparing yourself for those. Mm, mm. And this is where you stand back and say, okay, am I fearful of the unexpected or am Mm. I prepared actually to build some resilience and trust Mm. that I will deal with it? Mm. Do I see it as a negative or do I see it as an opportunity for personal growth? Mm. I'm gonna get something out of it. I'm gonna be able to test myself. Mm. Um, Do I believe that I have set myself any limiting thoughts Mm. Mm. That are saying to me, well, whatever happens, I'm not going to be able to deal with it. And are they even valid? Mm. So, there's an element of also building your personal trust, if you like, in your abilities to be able to cope with whatever there is going forward. Mm. Yeah. And is, un- is uncertainty such a bad thing? Things can actually be better in the future than you expect. So, uh, again, you know, if you're labeling uncertainty as a negative, then maybe that's a mislabel.
0: Okay, it's really interesting to chat with you, Rob. As ever, thanks very much for making the time. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Chris. Always a pleasure.